Fox of Sea. I love that opening. I love that so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are back. That's right. Palms up kung fu style, baby. What is going on? It's your boy, Preston, Fat Samurai Guy, back again with another episode of Action Film Autopsy. Actually, the first episode of the year 2024, hanging out with my brother from another mother. That's right. Kung Fu Santa himself, Rick Myers. Welcome back, brother. Hello, everybody. I'm sorry we were a little late, but we have really good reasons, which we can <laughs> dictate. We were supposed, we always, you know, I become anal about trying to do, if it's the January action film autopsy, then I want to do it the last day of January. And we were scheduled for the last day of January. Yes, but, but then somebody got sick. Yeah, somebody caught the coof. <laughs> Samurai guy for a couple, for all these years, I've dodged the coof. Uh, but, uh, it got me. So, uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm doing better. If you guys are yep. wondering, I'm doing better and, uh, I'm not hundred percent yet. I got it. Uh, I got it at the San Diego comic-con, but he got it last week. And meanwhile, had I gone to Sifu Goldberg's huge action martial arts event in Atlantic city, I probably would have gotten it there too, because my friend Cynthia Rothrock and her family got it there and i bet a bunch of other people got it there so COVID is not over folks it's <laughs> not over yeah so i'm still struggling a little bit uh but uh, my brother here he's gonna help me out and get me through this stream uh but hey we're here to have some fun and talk movies and who do we have in the house watching right now oh my goodness we got jet tiger yay house, certified badass channel members jake jake Hall. Adam Evans, Adam! G. Lopez, oh yeah, Jet says he gives uh, 60 Minutes and Bad on Hunters a thumb up, thumbs up, there we go. We'll see and, if I do the same, we'll yeah, see. Yes, uh, Brian says, hello, Fat Samurai Guy and Kung Fu Santa. Hey, Brian. Everyone, it's great to see everyone here, and man, Rick, I mean, this month, in terms of action and martial arts films, for the month of January, is this like the biggest ever for a while for a it's, for January? Really? It's super simple. For four years now, the entire entertainment industry has been going, come on, come on, let us go, let us go. Oh, the pandemic's over. Oh, we're having a strike. Oh, the strike is over. Oh, we have another strike. Oh, it's over. And now it, they're finally unleashed. And yeah. so everybody's saying, we don't have to wait to the, we don't have to wait for the spring we don't have to wait for the summer we don't have to wait for the fall we don't have to wait for christmas release it now release it now release it now and so all this stuff is coming out and all and almost every movie we're talking about today or television show was delayed by the pandemic and delayed by the strikes they're all sitting around going we started filming this in 2020 we started filming this in 2022 but now they're finished. They're going get it out, and yeah. so, and and also, I have to say, Netflix has really got their rhythm. They know what they're they they're they're now that they're releasing all their uh, number of views. I mean, they they count the minutes watched, and they're releasing that to the public now. Once they did that, they said, "Let's make better stuff." It doesn't have to be, you know, incredibly artistic. It just has to be, if it's going to be an action movie, let's make it a good action movie rather than just 
a, a time filler action movie. Right, right. And also, they've unleashed the world. They've unleashed the world. Most of the stuff we're showing here, I mean, it's half and half. It's half American, half British, half it's German, it's French, it's Japanese, it's Chinese, it's Korean. They've unleashed all that. It's Indian. And it's yeah. and we're getting the best stuff. Same thing with Wellgo. Wellgo USA is releasing, you know, they're picking and choosing. Yeah. And they're letting it go. Yeah. So but yeah, I mean, this has been a, a crazy, uh amazing action-packed month. I'm wearing my action-packed shirt. I couldn't decide what shirt I was going to wear. This is two guys fighting each other. Two oh. manly, manly men in just <laughs> in just the tiny little shorts wrestling and judoing and karateing each other. I haven't yeah. worn this in, haven't worn this in years, but I said this is the perfect month to do it. Oh yeah. Cuz we have a lot of mano a mano punchy 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 this month. Yes. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh but before we get into that, uh yes. we got some we got some shout outs to to give out. Rick, you go first. Well, originally if you read the little thing that uh that uh, Fat released onto Facebook and and uh all the other places, we were going to have Miko and Jen, my, my dear friends from animation and special effects. They were here last month. They wanted to do it this month. And they were planning on doing it today. And then yeah. I get, then at about, you know, two o'clock my time, Eastern time, I get a text saying, well, we really wanted to do it, but we're having friends visiting and we thought we would just go out to dinner with them. But they said, hey, you want to visit the Disney lot? <laughs> and they sort of went <laughs> and so they're out and i was hoping they would be able to do a picture or a video that i could have showed you going yeah. we really wanted to be there but look where we are <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping yeah. they're on the on that amazing set where they do the mandalorian which is all the video 360 yeah. set yeah. so that's why they couldn't make it and i said i wish i could make it i wish i was with you yeah, exactly. <laughs> on, on the Disney lot. Yeah, but shout out to them too. Uh, we'll they'll be back on the next one next month. They're looking uh, forward to it. That's right. They're always welcome here. They are. They are a family. They are AFA family. And uh, yeah, and then shout out to Frank Jang, Frank right, Commentary Beast. Cheers. The, Get your tea. Your tea yeah, up there, Frank. It was it Toast was hilarious. We were we were. Uh, Fat and I were discussing before we came on on the show, going, "Well, uh, is Frank going to do this?" And he goes, "I thought you were going to ask him." And I went, "I thought you were going to ask him." <laughs> and then I went, "Oh my gosh!" And then I realized he just he he you know he had texted or Facebooked or messaged me earlier. I think he's doing two or three audio commentaries this weekend. So that's I imagine all, that's all. <laughs> I imagine that's where he's doing. But Frank, hey, listen, man. If you're not doing that, give us a little message. We'll jump you on here if you've seen any of the yeah. stuff I'm reviewing yeah. this month. Yeah, we'll send we'll send you the link. But still, uh, shout out to Frank. We've got we'll get him in on the next one as well. And, yeah, but, we've already we've just scheduled that for the last day uh, in leap year February, February 29th. Yeah, that's when we're planning to do it. Yes, at sir. Five uh, Western time, eight Eastern time. That's so right. enough of this. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. But speaking of shout outs, yeah. we started a new segment for action film autopsy called Samurai's Shout Outs, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to be interested to see what this is the, all about. Yes. Going to give the shout outs in, in video form 
Want to keep all of you guys watching in the loop, in the know of some smaller films that sometimes fall to fall through the through the cracks, through the Rick cracks. Yes, the Rick cracks. yes. I want to make sure they get some attention, and I want you guys to check these movies out because here on the channel we always represent independent cinema. We always support it and genre films. So let's get to the video. <laughs> Well, uh, the future of action is in good hands by the looks of this. Yes, yes. So I mean, make sure you guys check out all of those titles, show some support, and uh, check out my Mayhem review. I've already reviewed uh, that film here on the channel. And even better, I actually interviewed Jude Poyer, the action director of Mayhem. So you can see some behind-the-scenes uh, awesomeness on that. All right. Now that we got the honorable mentions out of the way, in a way, <laughs> uh, hold on a second. There he is. Returning badass channel channel member, Red Eclipse. Thank you, thank you so much. It scratches the itch. That's right, that's right, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm trying it's, to be British again. Yes, with <laughs> with my tea and crumpets. Yes, and drink and watch the telly. All right, all right. Let's jump right into it. Number one, we will start with Disney Plus. Yes, Disney Plus and uh, Rick. Thoughts on Echo? Well. It's it, it didn't start well, but it got better and better, and I enjoyed it a lot. But then in preparation for today's show, I thought about it, and it started to, the foundation of it started to get a little rocky. And I realized that while it was better than some of the other stuff that Disney Plus has been doing, it still shows sign of fraying edges. I still, I still think it's very much worthwhile, but the ending, especially, because that's what I'm really talking about. The only thing that came out, I think, in uh, January was 
the last episode of the second to the last episode. And that last episode really seemed to be really good, and very smart. But then the more I thought about it, the looser, the especially the finale, the climax, where she does something that excited me because it, again, wasn't punching. It wasn't anger. It was something energetic. Mm. It was open-handed. It wasn't badass. It was smart. It was trying to heal rather than hurt. But it, then something happened at the end where, well, wait a minute. What what happened? Why did why wasn't anything finished? Mm-hmm. And then the ending came out of nowhere, and it looked like a rehash of all the Fast and Furious movies, where everybody's in the backyard at the picnic table pretending everything is all right. Meanwhile, the villain who caused all this problem is just walking away, and apparently nothing happened to him. He Vincent D'Onofrio was great. She was great. The show was good, but something in post production just didn't make it. It didn't adhere. Mm. It it just kind of dissolved. But I do hope that what they set up, which is it looks like Daredevil: Born Again, it looks like Young Avengers, the stuff they're setting up. I hope that takes off, and they're and they do that solidly, and they stop doing this. You know, let's just sort of piece it together and hope it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go, Michael. Yeah. No, th- well, you see, that's the difference, Michael. They do know how to nail the ending. They know how to en- nail the ending extremely well. However, the last, the la- everything since Endgame yeah. Yeah. has just not nailed the ending. But mm-hmm. everything before, almost everything, except for a couple of, very rare exceptions, and they're arguable exceptions. All of those nailed the ending. So they know how to do it. Yeah. And I, I basically have been saying it was because of Bob Chapik, the guy who took over for Bob Iger and just sabotaged the entire company with all his yes men and all his non-creatives and creative positions. And also, again, I've, I've mentioned this theory several times, and I'll keep mentioning it, which yeah. is... It looks like he, uh, Chappick, was being paid by somebody to sabotage Disney, and he mm. could not have done a better job. Yeah, you look at what Disney put out in the in the during the Chappick era, and it's like mind-bogglingly poor. But now they seem to. But I think what happens is Echo was clearly made during his tenure. So what happens that now that Iger is back, they sort of say, "Well, let's see the footage." And is there any way we can save this? Well, let's just do the best we can. So that's what I think is happening. But it all depends on Deadpool 3 mm-hmm. and whatever whatever they're doing now. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Are, is is Deadpool 3 supposed to change and reboot everything in Marvel? Is, it's looking is... that way. It's looking that they're Ooh. because, you know, they're having their issue. They had their issue with uh, Kang now. Right, right, right. So right. They, either, they either have to recast Kang or get rid of Kang. I'm hoping they get rid of Kang because Kang is already tainted. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. fingers Hope, crossed. Fingers crossed for Daredevil for sure. And Deadpool 3, yeah. And our another and our next title is a good sign. Okay. Because Disney has tried to do Percy Jackson before. Right. There were uh, there were two or maybe even three other previous movies. Right. That I think did three, not yeah. work. Yeah. This one 
brought in, and this is what I've been saying, and, and this a theme of tonight is you bring in the guy who cares and you'll have a good show. In other words, if you're going, if you're going to do, if you're going to do Wonka, yeah. you bring you bring in the estate of the creator of Wonka, which they did. And so Wonka worked very well. Here they had the creator of Percy Jackson, Rick Riordan, who wrote most of the episodes and had a control on the creative aspects of the show. And while oh, okay, yeah, and while it's still a very obvious uh, young adult uh, cliched kind of uh, inspired by Harry Potter type of show. It's the best one they put out so far. And it's very satisfying to Percy Jackson fans as an, as an adult, uh, the action wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. The dialogue wasn't as good as I wanted it to be because everything is a Harry Potter cliche. Mm. You know, I was they and every every line is a, a stereotype followed by a cliche reply. And I I talked back to the screen every I put in my own dialogue because I was going, oh no, you should have said something smart. You should have said something clever rather than something expected. But yeah. then again, and I, but I, I can hear them saying, but you're not a young adult. You're not the audience we're looking for. And I'm going, by the way, I am a young adult up here. <laughs> and I want to be treated like I'm smart. Yeah. Right. And another, yeah, a, a fan of reader, go ahead, Geeky Andre. I was happy with it. See, there you go. They, I think they will do Geeky Andre. You see, your, your opinion is more valid than my opinion. So that's what I thought. But that's a good sign that Disney is is getting its getting its uh, strength back. Okay, so that was cool. Copy that. Do we uh, know there's going to be another season, or it's too early to tell? I haven't heard yet. I seem to remember there was a rumor saying yes, it's going to happen because they are promoting the heck out of the stars. Those three stars that you showed the pictures of, yeah, those three. They, you know, you just just go to uh, the uh, Instagram, Disney Instagram, or Disney Plus Instagram or TikTok. You'll see them all over it. Okay. You know, on trips to Disney, constant, right. constant trips to Disney. Yeah. So that's that's looking really good. Uh, by the way, I wanted to say in Echo, the fight choreographer of Echo was Christopher Troy, and he he, he worked on Dark Knight uh, and others. But this is his first major fight choreographer uh, mm. credit. Okay. On on Percy. Uh, Trevor Addy, who worked on a bunch of the Planet of the Apes movies, including the newest one, also did the action in Percy Jackson. Hmm. And so, again, that was reputable and, and easy on the eyes. Okay. And now let's jump over to Amazon. All right. Reacher Season 2 has finally finished. All right. Overall thoughts, Rick? The, well, don't need overall thoughts because basically that was mostly in uh, right. in, in uh, December. The right. last episode okay. was in January, okay. and the last episode was extremely satisfying. Yes, that's great to hear. All extremely right. satisfying. Yes. Here's the deal. This is this is going to be an ongoing theme of this particular episode, which is when you have the star who is clearly involved when they have a credit as executive producer. And you see, and you don't see them being doubled much. They have their ego on the line, and they are going to be able to hold that thing together. The great thing about Reacher is, of course, he—it's basically Reacher is basically 
a a um, a Roman a, a, what's one of those um, peplum? It's a peplum show. Reacher is Frank is not Frankenstein. He is Frankenstein to a degree, but more he's Hercules. He's young Hercules. This show is especially the last episode is all about the fact that he has super or supra human strength. He could not have survived. He's the one who holds it together because if Tom Cruise tried to do on screen what he does in the last episode, it would be this. It would be my reaction to when Tom Cruise did the uh, Reacher movie, which is oh, awful. But this was oh, bring that up. I didn't read that quote. Okay. What was the uh, what was the uh, what did the gentleman say? The yeah, endless. see there we go. Yes, three berries, three out of <laughs> three out of two berries satisfying. Yeah. I personally loved it too, because there was another thing that I loved, which you'll also see in Oncoming. My favorite characters are not are not the fisticuff badasses. They're 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 what I've always waited somebody to do Batman like. I mean, they were saying for the latest Robert Pattinson Batman that they were going to go back and do Batman the way he was originally created, because Batman was not only a, a fisticuff badass, but he was supposed to be a detective genius. Yeah, He's right. supposed to be Sherlock Holmes in a cowl. And he never is. In fact, in the uh, Robert Pattinson uh, Batman, he's an idiot. I mean, he's everybody says you're such a great detective. He's he's a total tool throughout the movie. Same thing with, with Harrison Ford in the latest Indiana Jones. He's a tool. Reacher is not a tool. Reacher has thought everything out, not just fists not just muscles this is the biggest muscle in his body it's not his it's not his pecs it's his brain because you want that's one of the things that makes it it was very satisfying as an action movie it was very very satisfying as a adventure exciting right. thriller right. it but was very 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 exciting yeah. because he's so smart he thinks ahead and he's ready and that's the thing that i found most satisfying is when all these villains because the one thing that I've written about for years in all my novels and all the rest of this stuff is that how, how good is always smarter than evil, always. Evil is always stupid because if they weren't stupid, they wouldn't be evil, mm. period. You know, of course, we have these cunning villains. Like, but when like they, Moriarty and stuff. Right, like that, right. But Sherlock always wins because Sherlock is smart and also is fighting for good, which gives him more power. That's why I've, I wrote a series of my novels of Worst Nightmare and Living Hell. I always wanted a counteract to, mm. to um, The Omen. The Omen, you know, uses the power of Satan and yeah. all these horror movies, they use the power of hell. And, you know, and I'm going, why, why does, why is Mother Nature siding on the side of, of, the, of evil? Yeah. They should be siding on evil. They should be siding on good. So I created a character in my books who's basically, his name is Father Damien. And when, when the evil Damien does something evil with, you know, the power yeah. of evil, yeah. Yeah. he prays to God and something good happens. Huh. They have a battle between the two of them. And that's one of the things Reacher doesn't fight. He fights evil. He doesn't fight satanic evil. Right, but right. he's always smarter than the villain. And the villains say, oh, we've got him trapped. Oh, we're going to double cross him. He's already, he already knows. He already expected it. And even better, he already planned for it. 
Oh, that's a, oh, it's amazing. And it's like three that's times crazy. during the climax where he sort of goes, oh yeah. I mean, there's one moment, and I bet uh, Andre could, you know, back me up on this one, where he sort of goes, "Yeah, I was, I thought, I was expecting you to betray me earlier." <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, the first season came out on 4K. I'm, I'm gonna definitely buy both of them uh, once the second season comes out on 4K too. The I'm second gonna... season is better than the first season. The first season is good. Second yeah, season's better. Oh, well, speaking of Batman, Rick. Yes, I'm hearing rumors. Yep, I'm hearing rumors. This actor is Batman. Would you be okay with that? Uh, I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't be happy with it because he's Reacher, and he's also in that new movie, the uh, the League of uh, Ungentlemanly, of uh, whatever it's called, the war yeah. movie that Guy Ritchie just directed. Yeah, uh, that's coming out soon. He's also in that as an archer, you know, right, using right, those right. incredible pecs. So again, <laughs> Reacher, to my mind, Reacher he's already. already He's, he's already, already Batman. <laughs> he's already Batman. Yeah. So I want okay. I want somebody who's not necessarily the huge hulking figure. That's mm. why I loved Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah. Because I always wondered as a comic book, uh, working with Atlas Comics and DC, I worked on you know the 60th anniversary Batman story. I've always I always loved the idea of what if Bruce Wayne didn't grow up to be a mu- six foot five muscle bound hero. Yeah. He, he grows up as a five foot two <laughs> Michael Keaton. Again, Keaton's smart. Keaton, no, and remember, Keaton was doing kung fu because, uh-huh. because he couldn't move his head in the suit. That was, the, but they, but you know, they made lemonade, and the lemonade was he, <laughs> he always moved, and he, and you watch him yeah. in that fight in the alleyway, his hands are always open, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's not trying to punch them; he's just trying to. I got the, he, I got the statue know. right here. I got to represent the Keaton man. There you go, man. I represent. So oh. I'm, I'm, right, I'm cool. looking forward to who would they would get as Batman, and hopefully they'll get somebody smart. I'm even more excited to watch uh, season two of Reacher for sure. I'm just behind. But yeah. uh, next up, we have. We are going to Haya. Yes. Haya. Haya's next. The best. The best. Well, we'll see. No. <laughs> no, it is the best. Although it's they're getting a run for their money nowadays. I mean, Netflix is giving everybody a run for their money. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, well, we're saving yeah. uh, Netflix till the end. Right. Uh, Blind War with starring uh, the great underrated, in my opinion, Andy on. I don't think it's no, he Andy Andy on is not underrated, he's just underemployed because, of course, China doesn't want kung fu. So, guys like Andy on, and especially my uh, Wu Jing, oh god, my my glorious Wu Jing, I know, uh, they won't let him do the movies. Uh, yeah. uh, Zhu Hua Feng, they won't let him do the movies. So the fact that he shows up on these things and he does it slightly better, you can always tell the better movies or the movies they put more effort in because they're more than one hour, 17 minutes long. Right. This yeah. thing is an hour 46. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it should have been 90 minutes. It should have been 90 minutes. You you saw this, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. yeah. The, the fights are excellent. Andy is excellent. And I'm yes. fascinated. Yeah. You know what this? Do you recognize what this movie is? Did you talk about this in your review? I did. I did. Uh, what did you say? It. What? Yeah, you enjoyed it, but yeah. you realize what it is from the very first moment when he first of all, all the all the, the Chinese and the Japanese and the Koreans are all doing movies about blind fighters, right? Which yeah. I find somebody sent me a text going, "Why? Why all this blind stuff?" <laughs> and I said, "I think it's because they realize that the world is going blind again." 
everybody in the world is blind to all the terrible things in the in in the world. Okay. So they're, they're doing these stories about blind heroes. Okay. And just like Zatoichi, the original blind swordsman. Yeah. In reality, Zatoichi was the only guy who could actually see, even though he was blind. It's actually everybody else in the movie who supposedly have use of their eyes. They're the ones who are blind. If you watch it, blind mentally, right? Mm -hmm. Blind emotionally. Yeah. While the hero, you know, he doesn't see because he's blind. He doesn't see colors, so he's not racist. Because he's blind, he doesn't see sexes because he doesn't see it mm -hmm. until he feels it, and all the rest. So that's why I think they're doing psychologically. That's why they're doing blind stuff because mm, every one of the blind movies, the Swordsman, the Korean film, uh, Eye for an Eye. Mm -hmm. uh blind uh, blind swordsman and this one blind war they're exceptional yeah they're, they're exceptional exceptional fighting mm -hmm. but the problem with uh and what i was going to say is being a lover of comic books my favorite my favorite marvel comic book hero was not spider-man although i loved him passionately he was very close to being my favorite my favorite because of the blind aspect was daredevil I love Daredevil. I was there at the Racebrook Pharmacy the day the first Daredevil comic came out. Wow. And I went, they read my mind. <laughs> and from then, I've always been a huge fan of Daredevil. Yeah. Blind War, the moment his daughter throws the balls, <laughs> the rubber balls at yeah. him, yeah. I said, they're doing Daredevil. Yeah. That's how he was trained, too. And then, the, originally that opening sequence where he's fighting the crazy guys in the in the court. Oh yeah, that was that was just wild. awesome. And this and the yeah. woman in the movie is is just yeah. terrific. And I was going, oh, it's such a shame that she's a villain and goes into jail. And I suddenly went, oh my god, they don't send her to jail. She becomes a you know a a, a frenemy with him. Mm -hmm. And I went, she's Electra. Ah. It's Daredevil. It's Daredevil and Electra. I didn't. I didn't pick that up. Didn't realize I picked it up, All and right. I went, and I'm watching go, and I, and then I had to do this because it's an hour and forty six minutes mm. long. I keep on going, stupid Inspector Clouseau character, get out of the way. Yeah, he's get old. out of the way, stupid. <laughs> because if he had been stupid or Inspector Clouseau inspired, because Inspector Clouseau was inspired. But instead, he's just plain stupid. Exactly. He's a waste of time. He's an annoyance. And I'm yeah. going, you're you're bringing the movie down. So I just, I would recommend if you haven't seen it, just skip over. Yeah. Just go fight, 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 fight. <laughs> Daredevil, Electra. And yeah. the other thing that didn't make me happy was his daughter. His daughter was great with him. She helped train him. Right. But when she was captured, he just, oh. I'm weak. I can't oh. do anything. I that can't was so that annoying. Way. That was so annoying. Dad! But, Dad! Yeah. Shut wow. up, Purdue, I'm blind! Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Keep saying, keep saying Dad so Dad. I can hear you, because I'm blind. Dad! But it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. The fights especially. Uh, I mean, I, I watched it throughout the first time, and I went, ooh, that made me mad. I'm just going to fast forward to the fights. And as long as I just watched the fights, I was going, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bisno says Americans did a story about a blind hero too. Do you know which hero he's talking about? No, I don't. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I think what you're talking about is the ripoff, not the ripoff. They they bought the rights to Zatoichi, and right. they had and they had it wasn't Rutger Hauer. Yeah, it was. It Rutger. was Rutger Hauer. Blind Fury. Blind Fury. The right. thing is, they cut the thing to shit afterwards. The 
the studio chickened out. They just had him doing all this Zatoichi stuff, like yeah. pouring tea and stopping before it fell out of the cup. Right, 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 right. But then they said, oh, Americans won't dig this. So they cut all that shit out. Really? And they made, uh -huh. yeah, they just cut the thing way down and they ruined it. Oh, wow. wow. They mincemeated it. So, yeah. yeah. That, I enjoy I enjoy Blind Fury for what it is though, but I didn't know it was just cut to shreds though. Well, I don't enjoy Blind Fury for what it is, which was a piece <laughs> of shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Blind War was fun. I Blind enjoyed War was that. Good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the other movie on uh, the new movie, and we've got yeah. already. Uh, uh, they put out right on the Jackie Chan movie, and I was tempted yeah. to to review that, but we'll save that for February. And they have a bunch of other really cool movies for February. But uh, for January, the other one they had. No, was... we talked about right on already, didn't we? Yeah, but they're putting it on. They're putting oh. it on because we're talk. We'll talk about it again. Okay. Since it's already, it's they released on it February first on High Up. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So they're also on. Uh, well, go. This is Thousand Eyes of Fiji. 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 Fiji, and I loved. Um, I loved its Chinese title. Its Chinese title is Qi Men Fijia, which means these are men of Qi. And indeed, this whole movie is about mystical martial arts and or Qigong. It's about energy-based martial arts. So there's a right. lot of this and yeah. very little of this. However, it's also it also looks like a bunch of high school friends or maybe junior college friends got together and did a home movie. Oh. But they did it in China, which means they have a huge cast and beautiful <laughs> sets and great costumes. But all the kids in it, also they have a lot of flesh. They have a lot of female flesh. Ah. They, they, saved, they saved all their serious casting for the female roles. The male roles, everybody's a little cross-eyed. The faces don't quite... <laughs> You know, the cheekbones are uneven. The villain is hilarious because he really, it really does look like, you know, a snotty guy from the drama club said, I will take care of my own makeup. <laughs> and he does the thing and nobody, nobody can fight. And it's all special effects. And of course, since it's a, you know, a junior college, it's a junior college uh, home movie, the special effects are all kind of like, mm -hmm, okay. Um, so it's fun, but. Interestingly enough, there's another movie also on Wellgo, which uh, on, on Haya, Haya yeah. called Thousand Eyes of Dungia. Mm. It's the same title except Dungia. And it's directed, it's got major Hong Kong stars, major director. I I reviewed that, I think, on long uh, before I we got onto the your channel, uh, Fat. Okay. Um, I, I reviewed it on one of my podcasts. Right. And I was very, I, I enjoyed it a lot. So I highly recommend. That was if good. you want to see the difference, <laughs> watch a double feature on uh, Haya of Thousand Eyes of Dungia and mm -hmm. Thousand Eyes of Fijia. I recommend that you do Fijia first. So you'll have something. So you'll go, oh, this is much better. Because if you yeah, watch yeah. Dungia first, then you'll watch Fiji and go, oh, that's not very good at all. So, but they're fun. They're they're great comparison. And also, it's good for you, Fat Samurai, and all your 
all yeah. the fans and stuff because again it, it's a great lesson on how to make a movie gotcha 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 uh champ says hello thanks for stopping by for a quick hi champ thank you thank you brother all right next up lift next up netflix Star starring netflix. starring cat williams favorite comedian <laughs> well keep the one, poster. Of, one of his favorites keep the poster up okay because just look at that poster and do you see something different if you look at every other poster starring our buddy there mm -hmm. you'll notice you'll see his expression on all his other movies he's always making faces or as what right. they say in the business right. pulling faces yeah here my immediate theory from the very moment he appears on screen in this movie, I said, oh, something's different. Mm. Something's different. I think Kevin and The Rock had a little talk. Mm. And they sort of went, uh, we're, we're beginning, our, our fame is beginning to slip a little bit. Our reputations are beginning to slip a little bit. And I think The Rock said, it's time for us to take this shit seriously. Mm. And stop, okay. stop jacking around. Stop yeah. expecting people to automatically like us mm. when we're acting the fool. It's time yeah. to stop acting the fool. Lift is a, I don't know if I would call it delightful. What's another word that's not as, it's delight, se, what's a what's a word for semi-full? It's, it's semi-full? Semi <laughs> it's, it's delight semi-full. In other words, he's taking it seriously. The okay. movie is not, it's a, it's a, 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 a it's a heist movie. It's yeah. a heist movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course he went there. Fat always goes there. <laughs> but in any case, and I would go there too if I wasn't too busy talking. Yeah. But in any case, uh, it's a heist movie that is very enjoyable. Great oh, cast. Okay. Vince, the Kingpin himself is in this movie. And Vincent D'Onofrio does not appear in movies if he doesn't like them. Right. And so here, and again, everybody here is taking it. Heist begins at 40. It's an enjoyable movie. It has fun. It also has Spider-Man's uh, Peter Parker's buddy is playing a major role in the film as well. Has a really good cast, has a really good idea. They play it straight. It's one of the better F. Gary Gray movies because I haven't been wildly enamored of some of his stuff when he's playing it loose. He's playing it fast and loose. Here, they play it fast and tight. And that's what I want. That's all I want out of an entertainment, fast and tight, not fast and loose, not fa fast and smart, not fast and stupid. Okay. Look, if you watch the, Lift, I think you'll enjoy it. He's got the same face expression on this poster, too. That's right. <laughs> he's taking it seriously. He's going, look, guys, take me seriously. I'll hey, take you hey, seriously. Take me hey. seriously. Ta yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's pretty. It's so the, the action was solid too for Lyft. It was pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's mostly heist based, and it's okay. a lot of activity, and there is and there is fights, but and it's also what's great is he's he fights like his character should fight. He's smart. He fights smarter. Yeah, there we go, right, Jet right. Tiger. Absolutely right. There we go, wheelchair guy. Very good. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's an entertaining film. All the way from the UK. What's going on, Kevin? Good to see you. And HQ, very nice to, for you to be here. Uh, uh, also, uh, it's a good point Colin brings up. The yeah. Rock is actually finding out his fame is dwindling even in the WWE as well. Oh, well, that's... Yeah. But he's yeah. very smart to jump in back in now that it's going to be on Netflix. The right, WWE right. is going to Netflix now. Right. And, uh, and Vince McMahon is gone. 
Finally. Oh yeah. I, did I tell it's you guys? That's another story, another stream. But yeah, go ahead. I told yeah, I told you I worked with yes. the WWF for a while and I was in their Super Bowl commercial. Yes. And so I've been waiting for uh Triple H to get control of that place for years and years and years. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. very smart. Oh yeah, yeah. And I sure. think I'm I really hope it has the rebellion, the revolution now that uh, Vince is finally they're forcing his claws off. Right. He won't let go without e without ease, but hopefully Netflix will go. We see we get a whiff of you. Yeah. And we will we will blow this deal. Anyway, exactly. next on the Netflix hit parade. The brother's son, and I'm already loving the artwork. I'm already loving the decapitated head and <laughs> the fish tank in the back there. <laughs> that is an excellent representation of the of the show. I mean, it still is a little. It's thankfully just a taste of chopped sake suey. It's not completely chopped sake suey. They okay. have they have uh, actual Asians working on it, but the main guy behind it is Brad Falchuk, who's a uh, a white producer. Um, and uh, but he has his heart in his right place. Are my glasses off balance? Should I get another no, pair of glasses? You're good. You're good. All right, because I think I'm looking like you know cross-eyed at this. <laughs> there point. you go. That's I'm looking like the guys in Phygia now. <laughs> anyway, Michelle Yeoh is the best thing in this. Okay. And, and Michelle Yeoh is another example, along with Alan Richman, with uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Richson, from Reacher. Yeah. Um, she she is fully committed. But then again, Michelle, as you know, I've no, I've known Michelle. Michelle gave me her uh, not her, but gave me a James Bond Tomorrow Never Dies jacket. And uh, wow. so, yeah, and she's cool. always committed. She's yeah. she never takes any job for the money. She always takes it and commits 100% for it. And she does it here, and she is still the best thing in it. The action is good, though. And the action is unfortunately done by a non-Asian. It's done by Eric Brown. But he also worked on John Wick 3, Creed 3, Day Shift, the, the Kevin Hart movie, which I quite enjoyed, that also had uh, Scott Atkins in it about the... Uh, the um... Kevin Hart was in Day Shift? That was Jamie yeah. Foxx. Oh, Jamie Foxx. Excuse yeah, me, yeah. right. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Oh, man. Showing my racism again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, Rick. I'm, I'm black blind. I'm black blind. <laughs> oh, you idiot. Well, I saw what made me even more excited to to watch this because I was like, yeah. oh, man, this is like a gangster. Uh, yeah. Hearing. It's but, a triad uh, thing. Yeah. I did not know the actual fighting was what was legit. Like uh, some yeah. of the more. A lot, some of the Marshall Club guys, I, I saw them, they were involved with some of the fights too. Right. Like, so I'm like, and, man, I, I have to watch this. It is, yeah. Again, fast forward to the fights. Unless, if you like the tone, the tone of the show I'm not too happy with. Because if you go back to the poster, you see one's a comic and one's a straight guy. And the comic, yeah, you know, he's, you know, oh, I'm the other brother who who's not sure about this. And the biggest problem with the show is that most of the actors are pretending to be something they're not. Not most of the actors, but the ones who are pretending to be something they're not. Because there's a guy at the in the last episode where he's in jail and he's acting tough. And mm. I'm cringing because that's what... He's not actually tough. He's acting tough. And he's not a good enough actor to bring it off. Right. Michelle is a good enough actress to bring anything off. And so she's watchable. So it's okay. Oh, you love the show, actually. Even for a minute, tried to show you the negatives and fetishizing triad, can't you? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, all in all, it's got its heart in the right place. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Well, 
he's got a shout out his buddies in that in, involved in the, in the well project. there you go cool. well i'm glad you enjoyed it more yeah, than man. i did i awesome. still thought it was good i just right. didn't think it was great copy that copy that oh we have uh kevin says uh he ordered kung fu of fury what do you mean i think i think i think he meant the films of fury yeah, I think he meant your book. <laughs> well, you can see he spelled my name wrong, but he got the Rick. He got the Rick right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite the Myers though. So I, I hope you enjoy whatever you get, and I hope it is something I'm involved in, and yes. not just a rip off of something I did. Yes, yes. But yes. so we'll see. But All thank right. you, man. Keep up the All good right. work. And now from Brother Son too. Man, this came out of nowhere. A lot of people were hitting me up because I, I didn't know this was on Netflix. Again, like right towards the end of the month, I was like, "Damn it!" Because I was you trying to catch up. I was trying to catch up. Be with, be on point with you, Rick. You got to keep up with Damn Netflix it. because yeah. what does Netflix do? It had the French films, those awesome French films. Yeah. Now it has this awesome German film. Yeah. Sixty Minuten. Minuten. Minuten, and I, I, it was very similar. In other words, these are ex stunt people who are getting together, they're inspired by the French movies. And I think Netflix said, well, those French movies, you know, the, the Lost Bullet and the Lost Bullet 2, those yeah. did very well. And then they go to all their, their the country, the other countries and go, do you have something like that? And this these guys did, yeah. We have, uh, anyway, Tolga der German, who did The Witcher and Jack Ryan and Charlie's Angels, did Jack Ryan on Netflix. So they went to him and said, you got something? He went, yeah. yeah. And this, this is... This is a run, uh, what? It, uh, not run. Run Lola one was that also uh, Run Lola Run? I think that was also German. I'm pretty sure it was. I think and so. this is sort of like the male, positive on that though. The male uh, cage fighter version of that. Okay, all right. all right. The only thing, the only thing I didn't, it moved along. The only thing that I was not as great as I wanted it to be is that the heroes is an a hole. <laughs> you know, I wish yeah. the hero was a little bit more likable. And, you know, the, the his the, what sets it off is he has to get to his daughter's uh, birthday party or his wife will divorce him and take the child. Meanwhile, he's got a lot of responsibilities to do this big cage fight. And so he's got to get across town in 60 minutes. And as such, so, yeah, it's run, Lola, run, except with him. And this is the other thing that by the end of the movie, there's a lot of action by a lot of people. But by the end of the movie, I got a little tired of it because it was very, each, you know, he's a cage yeah. fighter. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I like is when somebody learns something, when mm. they're in a situation, most of the people do fight in character, but they're all, their characters are all the same. They're all German people involved in cage fighting. So they're all, they're all pretty much the same. So they're just, they're doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. So the, the fights are a little repetitive. That's the word I was looking okay. for. Mm. But still, it's good. Still enjoyable. Okay. It's still good. Okay. All right. I'll copy that. And uh, hold on a second. We had a, a comment here from... Yes. Uh, uh, yes. It uh, it was cool to see Bruce Willow in this film. Yeah. He mm -hmm. uh, he was also in the movie. And and shout out to Bruce Willow. And I had a, I had a great time interviewing Bruce a while back, a few years ago. Yeah. Shout out to Bruce. Well, come on back, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we go from Germany to Korea. This trailer looks so good. And, and a big Don Lee fan. So, Rick, well, did this, did this I know what I know what he's gonna say. I could tell already. 
Don Lee was good in it. <laughs> Don Lee, no, 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 no. Don Lee was great in it. Okay, got, okay. But... Don Lee, literally, they should have had a poster of him holding this movie together. <laughs> it, it is, it is a Korean zombie film. Okay, it is a Korean action film. But <laughs> he, by force of personality alone. Mm. He is the reacher of this movie. Okay. And of course, most of it is nonsense because again, he's he's what what I want you guys to do. What is there was another movie. I think it was 60 Minuten, but definitely in Badland Hunters. Uh Don was one of the producers. And uh. you can see the logo um his, the logo of his company at the opening of the movie. Okay. And I, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going I'm not going to get it exactly right, but I believe because I laughed when I saw it. It's a logo that has three interlocking fists. <laughs> That's great. And it's called <laughs> Punch Productions. Oh, oh, this is brilliant. Exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> and he lived up to and I said that has to be Don's company. That couldn't <laughs> be somebody else's company because on his credits it says executive producer, you know. Yeah, his, uh, yeah. his uh, Ma Dong Suk. Yeah. Um, and also the stunt guy is Hyo Myung Hong. He's no choreographer is listed, so I think it was Don who did it himself. Right. Uh, but they worked on movies like Good, Bad, and the Weird, and that lives up to this. And so, yeah, there you go. Look at those fists. Look at those <laughs> lovely fists. <laughs> Boom! And, you know, I, I wish they would do this for him what they did for Sean Connery in the latter day James Bond movies, which is whenever Sean Connery hit somebody in You Only Live Twice, you could it was much bigger noise. It's a much right. bigger sound effect. Yeah. And I want that for Don. Every I want little, you know, little I want little pieces of people's heads coming off and boom. <laughs> punch productions, you had it? You, you yeah, found, punch productions, guy? yeah. Punch, punch productions. <laughs> and I love that logo. I would love a t-shirt of that logo. Uh, goodness yeah that was it was a lot of fun but just for him okay no okay. no that's not true the rest of the show was fun but right. he he really he really makes it sing elevated it okay copy but that. now speaking of elevated and i'm fired i know i'm fired oh. why are you fired i'm fired because i've heard nothing but amazing things about about the first film and i've actually owned the first movie kingdom yeah. on blu-ray i've had yep. it for years yep. i just never got around to watching it and i still have people to this day to tease me be like you need to stop everything you're doing right now samurai you need to put kingdom in and watch the watch the first movie and now look look we're at movie number three now so i'll get to it i'll get well it. it has kingdom the movies have an odd effect on the fans of kingdom kingdom okay. is one of the most popular mangas there are Right. You know, my my nephew, who's a huge manga fan, he loves One Piece. He's seen all 1,500 episodes. And then when I told him about this, he went, oh, my God, that's my second favorite manga. Yeah. And I said, and you haven't seen the movies? And he went, no, I really, I've been meaning to catch up with them. So believe me. Oh, wow. People are sort of like going, the movies can't be as good as the manga, so I'm not going to rush to see them. Mm. Well, I got news for everybody. Yeah, they are. Okay. Because again, the people who make the movies also make the manga, are also involved in the manga. These are adaptations. They use the manga 
as as a as a uh, uh, what you call it when you make a when you make a comic book of a movie? What's it called when the director needs it all drawn out for them? I'm blanking on that phrase. I'm an old man. What's the, the phrase? Li li the live action version of it? No, no. When they uh, storyboard. Oh, storyboard. Man. The mangas are the storyboards for these movies. Ah. The, the kingdom manga is wow. the storyboard okay. for these movies. Okay. And they and also the, that the picture of the gentleman up at the top there. That's uh, Takao Osawa. He's playing Wang Qi, which, which is a major character in the book. And if you look closely at his chin, he has a beard that is shaped like a trident. That's amazing. He has, and he is, again, if you want to see the art of capturing the screen, you know, there's one, you act differently on stage than you do in a movie. He's a movie actor. He probably, I bet he was, I bet he's done uh stage stuff in Japan. This is a Chinese history movie made by the Japanese. So the manga is about the warring uh, periods of Chinese history. And these movies are beautifully done, emotionally done, but he gets on screen and through most of this, his job in this episode, the third episode, which is one of the major turning points, because again, they're following the manga, pretty closely because again okay. the creator the artists and writers of the manga are involved in the films pretty much all he does in this whole movie is stand stand there or sit on a horse with his arms crossed and just look at the camera wow because he's looking at he's looking at the emperor in when he's standing up with his arms crossed and when he's on the horse there arms crossed he's watching the battle because this is all about the strategy of battle right, especially right. of that era and yet and he's still killing it he's still killing it just from killing doing that. it you know and he's in a movie i'm on a, watching a television uh, a television from a half a world away and he's still locking he's he's got his fingers in my brain right, I'm right, just going, right, right. i cannot stop watching this guy <laughs> This guy is amazing. <laughs> and the action is super cool too. I mean the adaptation, yeah, the 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 uh, the woman fighter uh, behind the guy, she's my favorite because you know, he's emotional and he's terrific. He's all emotion and yeah. it works really well, but she's the one who's practical because you know, most of his group they they some of them don't quite pull off the fact that they're not dead yet. And they should be dead a thousand times over because they're like 12 guys versus a thousand guys. But she's always convincing. Nice. It's kind right. of like she's Good. like, and it's she's got she's she's got the blade. Again, highly recommend it. We should have a show where we just sit and watch part one, part two, <laughs> part three. Well, you know, now there is a, there is a blessing for me waiting so long now. I can, like, like you said, Rick, I can watch all three, and now I could review all three for you guys. See, look at that. Look at that. So I, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> no, you shouldn't feel bad. You should be feel very happy because you know it's waiting for you. It's yeah, still there waiting yeah. for you. And I don't think, and since it's they're doing an ongoing series, Netflix is not going to take off one and two. Right, right, right. They'll Copy keep one that. and two on. More more shout-outs shout from hey, the Jimmy. UK. From the UK. He's excited for Monkey oh, Man. Me too. Yeah, should, and by the way, Jamie, you can wait. In fact, you're waiting right now. <laughs> okay. Just oh, I'm, me, I'm looking forward to it. 
Really quick, really quick, Rick, before we yeah. move on, uh, yeah. thoughts on the film, the sh film Shadow that came out a few years ago. Which Shadow film is that? Uh, I'm, I think he's is that assuming, the Zangi Mao? Yeah, the one that's like very Mao? black and white, beautiful looking silhouette movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reviewed that on, I think, the podcast. What did but you yeah, think of that? I thought it was beautiful. I mean, it's Zangi Mao. And also, and the umbrella, the umbrella weapons. Yeah. And uh, and again, a mix of people who have different motivations and have different strategies for dealing with everybody else's motivation. I thought that's one of you know it doesn't it doesn't beat Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It doesn't beat um, um, again uh, House of Flying Daggers or something. Like that. No, no, it beats that. Okay. Uh, but the one with Jet Li, Donnie Yen, Hero, Hero. It doesn't beat yeah. Hero, but it's it's up there. It's one of his best and. Yeah. Nice. All right. It's very good. Copy that. Next I've seen up. It three or four times. Next, Next up, we, up. Go, we go to the movie theaters. <laughs> we're finally out of our home and we're in the movie theaters. Well, I'm glad I didn't see this in the movie theater and I saw it at home. <laughs> I still paid for it to watch it. Okay. It shows show support. Uh, I did a trailer reaction to this movie. I was really excited. Uh, I, my expectations were probably maybe too high when I watched this. But I couldn't help it because of who was involved and man. And? Oof. So the first one shot, Rick, was a, a fun, pleasant surprise. It kind of came out of nowhere. Scott but you could, But you could appreciate what they were trying to do and trying to make a one-take movie. Oh no! From, from beginning to end, that's oh, what no. that's what one shot was. Uh, but that makes sense. <laughs> but you could tell. You could tell there. You know. You could tell there were moments where, well, they could have edited there. They could have cut there. But you didn't mind. You didn't mind it because you were like having fun. Like you were right. on a ride, right? Right. So they were like, okay, let's do it again. Let's make it bigger and better. And man, the first half of the movie. All I'll say is this: I did a whole spoiler review. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. It's hilarious especially with my guests that are with me um the first half me and my buddy matt were watching we watched it together and the first half of the movie we were like why do people not like this movie like the first half we were like dude we're having fun like we were like this is i feel like i'm on a ride like this is this is great you know and mm -hmm. then the, from this i was like i hope they make another one and then from the middle to the end i was like what happened WTF. What happened? And I don't want to see another one. And it's just crazy how quickly that changed. And they had, we, we had to do some research and we found out different cinematographer for this movie than the first one shot and different editor. And you could tell from the second half of that movie, the way the fights were filmed was really sloppy. There's moments where you didn't even know what happened. What Scott Atkins was killing people, like you just didn't see it. It was very clunky, messy, and you could tell because they're trying to make this one take movie. You could tell that, oh, wait, I'm gonna punch. Wait, no, you wait. I'm gonna hit you, and then I'm gonna counter. You could you could see the choreography way more to where it was like almost a dance, and it was totally taking you out of the of the movie and we were just like what is going on and two of my favorites of all time scott atkins and michael jai white every time they fight each other it's 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 amazing and even their fight was i just was like what what's going on man like this is terrible i felt nothing when they fought 
I felt nothing watching this movie and I wanted it to end. And the worst villain ever was the unfortunate uh, female actress. The character they gave her, if you won't even call it a character, was terrible. And they substituted Michael Jai White. They kind of baited you. You thought Michael Jai White was the main villain. And she is. And Michael Jai White shows up. Hey, I'm Michael Jai White. And then he disappears the whole movie. And then he comes back at the end and fights. And that's it. And it was just what happened. So James Couchet was the director I had with me. He said he was a lot more forgiving to the movie because he saw the behind the scenes of the film. And he said they ran out of time. A lot of those fight scenes that looked sloppy and messy and just off, off, the timing, off. Something's off. He says they ran out of time. They literally had like three hours to do every fight. And that's just, why that's why it is the way it is. So I don't completely agree. Okay. You know what the clue is? Here, here, everybody, I'm putting down my Sifu hat and I'm putting on my Sherlock hat. Okay. So you're listening to Sherlock Santa now. You said the magic... I wasn't able to find oh. Sherlock Santa in your Apple Music. <laughs> Siri, I didn't call for you, Siri. <laughs> anyway, the, yeah. um, here, the big giveaway was yeah. different editor, different cinematographer. Yeah. That's not a lack of time. That's a change of crew. And what did I say earlier in the show? Pandemic strikes. That's mm. what could have explained this whole thing. They did the first half before the pandemic or mm. at the beginning of the pandemic. Then right. they had to wait. And then they couldn't get the same people back. And also because of the strikes. And so what happened was that they got new people and they had no time. That's why they, you know, Scott probably went to, I mean, that was great when, when I had Scott and Michael as guests at the Kung Fu Extravaganza twice, yeah, Right. they were very friendly. And I'm almost certain that Scott went to Michael, could you, could you do me a favor, please? Mm. And they showed up and again, they didn't have the same crew. They didn't have the same choreographer and they didn't have time at that point. They just wanted to finish it. And then once it goes, and the other thing you can always see when the heart is out of a movie, because by the time it goes into the editing, the editing room, everybody goes, just finish it, just finish it, just mm, finish it, just yeah. get it done. I even this, I think, that. I think you're onto something because I, even the sound design was like, you know, he would stab someone and rip through their flesh and you would barely hear anything. It was, everything was pitter patter punches and in the second just, half, not in the first yeah, half. No. It's a dead giveaway. It literally yeah. a dead giveaway. Right. It's um, that's I'm I'm fairly certain that's that's what happened. And it's a shame. Yeah. I mean, what was the what was the um, what was that last uh, Star Wars movie? The last one with Ray and the Ray. That was another example that J.J. Uh, Abrams did. Rise of, so, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. That was another movie where they went just to, just get it done. Let's finish, just finish it. it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, well, I'm, I'm still huge fans of these guys. I'm, Absolutely, you know, I'm still still a diehard fan. But unfortunately, you know what's really bad, Rick, is they That's a left, shame. they left it open for a sequel. Like it well, ended. Yeah. So maybe well, the sequel they can. It, they maybe can the sequel right. might be all right. Yeah, because remember the first half was good. If the whole thing was terrible, then yeah. no sequel. Yeah. But yeah, let them let them get. And that's another great thing. Again, Percy Jackson came back. Because the mm. last couple of them haven't been done. So, yeah, let these guys have a shot of doing it right. Yeah, yeah. 
We'll forgive them if they do it right. And Michael Jai White's character did live and escape, so maybe we can have a better rematch, you yeah. know, in the, in the next right. one. So. Bring in Marco Zoror. Come on, bring it. Yeah, in. yeah, Marco, man. Bring All Marco. right, Rennie Harlan returns. Or the does brick, he? The bricklayer. <laughs> the bricklayer. No, this this movie can only be reviewed as a double feature okay. with the other. Let's see, are they both the same? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten letters in bricklayer. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine letters in beekeeper. Ah. All right. So these two movies were made at the same time, came out at the same time, and had the same situation. So beekeeper and bricklayer, both based on uh, pulp novels uh, of, a, of an ongoing character. Uh, both uh, out of out, both retired super secret agents, okay. and both using a a, a bee started business, bricklaying and beekeeping, as their basis. So, here's the situation. I mean, this explains the movie completely. Bricklayer originally was supposed to be done in 2011. Oh. With with Gerard Butler producing and starring. Oh, interesting. And if, and if Gerard Butler had done it, then we would have had some run for the money between the two movies. But at this point, and also look at the, the I mean, David Ayer did Beekeeper mm -hmm. and Rennie Harlan does Bricklayer. Both had their, you know, they were, you could clearly see that what they were trying to do. But again, uh, I'm not sure. I haven't checked the credits yet. I don't think, uh, Aaron Eckhart was a producer on this movie. And if he was, he didn't try very hard. This beekeeper, again, I forgot what the... Um, Bricklayer. The, no, beekeeper. Oh, okay, okay. Was Jason Statham's movie. Right. It was clearly a, a movie that was controlled utterly by Jason Statham. Right. And I believe he also has a production. Uh, he's also a producer on the film. And I believe he had an opening. Uh, and his... And his um, production company also has a very amusing name, which I'm blanking on now. But if, if you watch the movie, watch the opening credits, and you'll be able to pick up right away. Oh yeah, that's his. That's because it's it's like Punch Productions. It's something like that, you know. Okay. Three Fists Production or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, but in any case, yeah, Brick Bricklayer is just a mess. It's very dis. Yeah, you you saw it right. Actually, I didn't. Oh, you didn't, didn't see it? No, I, I was. I wanted to, but I didn't get a chance to. To before it's made day. by a bunch of people who just don't care. Oh. It's not like the you know. It's not like let's finish it. It's just like this is good enough for garbage. Anybody who would like this movie, they, they deserve what they get. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what is it? What is it? What is it saying? Don't ask. Stop asking questions. Just consume next product. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and and this thing, this thing was a filler. And yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, nobody has, uh, poor Nina Dubrov, who was the co-star, you could tell she did not want to be there. Oh, man. I mean, she just, Aaron Eckhart will just, he's trying to do the witty kind of James Bond talking or whatever, and she just stares at him. <laughs> she doesn't even try. She reminds me of poor Sam Hoy in The Legend of Wisely. But I found out later that Sam Hoy had had some ter terrible disease during that movie. And so he couldn't, you know, he had face facial paralysis. 
Yeah. Wow. But here, Nina Dobrov just sort of went. <laughs> and you know, Rennie Harlan's going, I you know, can you. we have an yeah, can we have another? She's not even I hate you. You oh, don't okay. you don't exist to me. Ooh. You might as well be a mannequin. Oh wow. Ooh. I'm just gonna stare. I wish I wish this was green screened and I was just staring <laughs> at a tennis ball. That's pretty it, brutal. That's the brutal. dialogue is bad. The action is messy. They're putting an explosion. <laughs> Something happens. What was it? Something happens on a, I think, a, 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 a amusement park ride. And the amusement part of the amusement park come, ride, like the seat, comes off and crashes to the ground and explodes. And explodes in a huge fireball. And I'm going, you know, roller coaster seats do not burn. Are not, <laughs> Are not they're not run on gasoline, but you know that's just one thing. I mean, it's an amusing movie in comparison to Beekeeper. And you, ladies and gentlemen, let us applaud Fat Samurai Guy. His finger on the mute button to keep us from hearing his coughs is very is more impressive than the Bricklayer. <laughs> that's more entertaining than Bricklayer. Thank you. <laughs> but you want to see it oh. done right again. You want to. Jared Butler, Don, Don, you know, Fist Production. Yeah, Don Lee. Yeah. Don Lee. I was going to call him Don Wong. So then again, my 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 Chinese race, my Asian racial, my Asian racism would have come to the line. All, all the names sound the same to you, don't they, Rick? Anyway, <laughs> uh, no, it's just because I'm really old and I have, just have no memory. Anyway. Oh, anymore. That's why, by the way, you guys, that's how I came on the YouTube channel in the first place. I had to stop after 100 uh, podcasts because I couldn't think of my own name by the time I had finished the podcast. <laughs> now I can't think of other people's names. But anyway, and now Beekeeper. Yeah. Jason Statham. Yeah. Jason Statham is my favorite American movie martial artist. No question. He's he's to, he's my American version of Vincent Zhao. They're similar in that when whatever movie Vincent Zhao is in, you can tell there are some movies where if they go up to Vincent Zhao and they say, "Could could we uh, you know to get this to get this scene done faster? Could you just sort of like uh, simplify your your kung fu?" And he goes, "No, <laughs> no, I am not going to simplify my kung fu." And yeah. you go to Jason Statham. And say, can you you know just take a do a shortcut you know just sort of like uh, do the equivalent of hitting in the balls? And Seth goes, no, I'm going to do I'm going to do this fight the way I would actually do this fight. Yeah, if I was this guy and I had this skill, and of course, Beekeeper is the greatest of the greatest. The character yeah. of the Beekeeper, what he was doing there, and it's something that Chuck Norris tried to do earlier, but Chuck Norris doesn't have the skills of Jason Statham. And that is, he's trying to do the destroyer. The mm. beekeeper is the destroyer. You know, I wrote three novels in the destroyer series. The destroyer is Remo Williams, who works for Cure, who goes outside of the Constitution to protect the Constitution. Yeah, he takes care of problems that the government can't legally take care of. That's what the beekeeper does too. And although Jason Statham's character does not know Sinanju, which is what what Remo which is the sun source of all martial arts, he might as well. And again, what is my favorite thing about this thing? The same thing we saw with Reacher. It's not just his muscles. It's not just his fighting. 
the, the beekeepers thinking ahead mm -hmm. he's always thinking ahead mm -hmm. when he i mean they i bet they could have done an entire movie of what he did between the time the character who kills herself which gets him on this onto this mission and when he starts this mission they could have done an entire movie of how he made his plans they don't show that he just shows up at the place <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite part of the of the of yeah. his character is he just walks up. He's like, he's not, "Hey, w w you need to get yeah. out of here, man. You're you're on public. Yeah. You're on your private property. Yeah. I'm here to burn the building down." Right. <laughs> right. Just, but he doesn't. They're thinking. They're probably thinking he's going off half cocked. Right. I got news for you. He's going off fully fucking cocked. Yeah. He is ready when he shows up. And they said, <laughs> they do it later. I'll count to three. And he goes, one, two, three. I did it for you. Yeah. And then takes them down. This whole movie is delightful in the same way as Reacher is because he's way ahead of everybody. Yeah. He's, he's thinking the whole time. And there's great moments at the end when things go. Originally, I wasn't happy about where the plot went. Okay. Uh, but then I said, no, this is perfect. Because again, it's the destroyer. Oh, this fight with this guy. That's this, great. I could watch this uh, at least a half a dozen times. And this I'll probably is so good. Will. Because <laughs> this is the culminating fight. This is the only time, because this guy, the villain, has been training to fight a beekeeper. Mm -hmm. He yeah. wanted specifically to defeat a beekeeper. Mm -hmm. And so he does. Yeah. So he, and what Jason does is improve. He sees. Right. He finds the weaknesses and he yeah. exploits them, but he's willing to sacrifice some of his own invulnerability by that time right. to do that. Yeah. And also the moments he, Jason Statham doesn't talk much. So I would advise you if you're watching this movie that when he does talk, listen, listen to what he's saying. And I bet this is Jason Statham talking. He's telling you what he believes, and I believe him. It's just there's just some there's this wonderful confrontation between Jeremy Irons and him mm -hmm. before the big fight. Yeah, and it and it and to me uh, that's one of the best examples of mental martial arts that I've seen, where Jeremy Irons again it's very well written this thing. Yeah, he's uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I, I want a whole bunch of beekeeper movies. I hope they're able to maintain it. But so far, if I never get another one, this one's great. Yeah, this for one's sure. great. This I'm is... sure. I'm sure. I think I'm pretty sure this did well. And, and financially, I'm pretty sure it did well. But yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we get more for sure. This do you think, one. do you think, yeah, we'll, do you think we'll see other beekeepers? Yeah, uh, she was agents well, going after him in the sequel. Well, I'm hoping that they don't try to stretch it out. I hope the next movie is him because in that segment, that uh, picture you just came from, that was the beekeeper who replaced him because he retired. Right, and she is terribly flawed. Yeah. So he he already know he already knows that the beekeepers are corrupt now. They've been corrupted. Yeah. So I'm hoping the next movie is him taking on the. Uh, the whole beekeeper situation and putting and re reinvigorate invigorating the beekeeper program yeah yeah that's but but they didn't do that with alien too because the set the uh, sequel to alien was supposed to be the big blowout 
with Ripley on the alien planet or the, or the aliens coming to Earth, and they did Alien 3 instead the way they wanted to do it, which again was to drag it out to make, mm. you know, yeah, yeah, make yeah. it cheaper. But right. we'll see. But more, more beekeepers, man. Let's, Listen, let's more, more Godzilla minus ones. Yes. More yeah. people who put their heart and soul into it, even if it's not a big budget. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. All right, uh, this was amazing. But before we end it, Rick's recap for all you for all you late bloomers just now showing up. <laughs> all Thank late you so much. Thank you so much for for popping in just for a few minutes. But uh, we're gonna go down again. Thumbs up, thumbs down, middle thumbs. That side. That's all right. Number one, Echo Rick. Thumb to the. All right. All right. Okay. Copy that. Okay. All right. Percy Jackson. Again, the people for Percy Jackson fans for me. Okay, okay. Reacher season two. <laughs> All right, Blind War. Uh, yeah. Let's give it. Let's give it a full thumbs up. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not straight thumbs up. It's just <laughs> for the Blind War parts. Good for the rest yeah, of it. For sure. yeah. A thousand, what was this? A thousand, a thousand eyes, a thousand eyes of Fijia. What do you give that? <laughs> Fun. Okay. Okay. Lift. Okay. It delivers. All right. The brother's son. All right. All right. Acting a little wonky, but not 60 Minuten. <laughs> a little All repetitive, right. a little repetitive. Okay. All right. Don Lee film. Just for Don. Just for Don. <laughs> this is for Don. All right. Kingdom three. Boom. Two, right. two, two. A matter of fact, let me get uh put up your thumb so we can have three thumbs up because it's right. Kingdom Three. There you it's go. Kingdom three. Three <laughs> thumbs up. I'm sure I'll love it. I'm sure I'll love it anyway. You're better. Yeah. <laughs> and uh god damn it. Ugh. I had to give a shrug. I give yeah. it a shrug. I don't blame them. Yeah, it was I have to. I have to, though. I have to. All right. Wait a How about this? Hold on. First okay. half. First half of okay. one more shot. Yeah, first half. First half. I give it up. Second half. Yeah, there we go. All right. That's better. Yeah, copy that. Okay. Brick, do it, brick layer. Do it. Hold on. I have to do it correctly. Hold on. Let me get my thumbs in the shot again. One down, one up. <laughs> All right. No, brick layer is two thumbs down, but right. the other one, one sh yeah. more shot. Yeah, okay. that's two thumbs that's, down for brick layer. Brick layer is one thumb down. Beekeeper. Three, four thumbs up. There you four go. thumbs up. There we go. <laughs> all right. All right. There we go. Hey, another awesome epic episode of Action Film Autopsy. Hey, y'all know what you need to do. do. Are we are we still getting pieces of Rick? Or are we are we stopping? Yeah, they're still there. Okay. He's selling them every month, but you know they're still. And he puts more to replace because he's got so much of my stuff now. Well, you guys know what you need to do. You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Oh, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? You got it! Get a piece of Rick. In the description box below. Check it out. Go to the store. A lot of awesome stuff. Autographs, all that good stuff. Again, shout out to Jen and Miko and Frank Jang. We'll get them on the next episode for sure. And most importantly... Uh, rust and power to the amazing oh, buddy. Yeah. Carl Weathers, the amazing legend that is Carl Weathers. Rest what, and power. What is Disney doing? You know, now, first, Lance Reddick was in Percy, 
Percy Jackson. Ray Stevenson was in Ahsoka. And Carl was in was in um, Mandalorian. What are they What are they doing to their aging uh, black actors? Actors. I don't know, but uh, you know, he he. When I think when I think of Apollo and all those classic iconic characters, I just smile, man. So that's that's what it's all about. The legacy will remain and live on for future generations. All right, all right, guys. Don't forget to uh, like, share, and subscribe to the old samurai guy. And don't forget, if you missed the beginning of the video, make sure you check out my Samurai shout-out section. Check out those movies I recommend. Very cool. Got to support independent cinema. And uh, we'll see all you badasses and great asses and wise asses <laughs> on the next one. Take care, guys. And at Versus. I'll be on Versus in, yeah. on the 22nd. Next Versus coming up. Uh, sneak peek. Sneak peek of the next Versus. If you're a channel member and patron right now, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. But what? What? What's what's going up against the beekeeper? At the end what of the could month? what could go up against well, the beekeeper? You're, you're fine. You'll you'll find out. Stay tuned uh, towards the end of the month, or if you want to be a channel member, you find out right now. But take care, guys. I see you guys on the next one. Take care.